0: I and all past and current members of the ACSS team would like to acknowledge that this podcast is being recorded on the traditional lands of the Ngunnawal and Ngambri people and pay my respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. We also acknowledge the traditional custodians of each of our delegate hubs where many of our listeners will be based. You are listening to the podcast produced by the Australian Crisis Simulation Summit. We are a volunteer student-led organization who create and run complex futuristic and alternative crisis simulations in a national effort to help create the next generation of national security experts and leaders. We hope you enjoy and learn from this podcast. This is a moment that
1: requires leadership. China is signing a security pact and looking to establish a base. People think I don't like China. I love China. The Pacific region has listed climate change as its number one
0: threat. And so friends, AUKUS is born with a failure to invest in renewables. I want to thank uh, that fellow down under. I just have two more words to say. Obama out. Nicholas Flamet Haber is an Associate Professor in the Department of International Relations and the Deputy Director of Education at the Coral Bell School of Asia-Pacific Affairs at the ANU. He holds a PhD in International Relations from Sciences Po Paris, and his research interests include state-building and intervention issues in the Asia-Pacific and beyond. In this episode, we talk about a range of topics. Drawing from Nicholas's recent book, Normalisation in World Politics, we discuss the relationship between humanitarian interventions and normalisation processes. We also discussed the changing world order and what this means for civil conflict, and his experience with the UN stabilization mission in Haiti. I hope you enjoy. Okay, so related to the concept of social change, uh, attempts to impose a normality in fragile states problematic, and if so, how?
1: Well, it's it's problematic. It's problematic, and it's not at the same time, right? Because it's part of the of, of the system. It's part of the international system. What we've tried to do is just try to understand how normalization as a framework operates in different ways. Uh, So for fragile states, sometimes um, states will be subject to um, normalization practices that force them to become normal, become liberal. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's the most heavy handed part of the agenda. So that's uh, think of, uh, obviously, Iraq, 2003. Mm -hmm things of all the different kind of states have been on the receiving end of major international interventions and really with the prospect in Iraq mm-hmm. in 2003 mm-hmm. was so deliberate, so so clear. Uh, the, the, the aim at least was to transform the Iraqis into good liberal citizens, yes. right? Like yeah. the Americans were re- really fond of that using textbooks from Germany, from Japan, right? Mm-hmm. Like thinking we're going to be liberating them and they'll be good citizens of the liberal world yeah. order. So that's one side of the normalization and agenda for fragile states right and there's a number of states that that go through these kind of normalization practices but what we are also saying is that there are different normalization practices for fragile states that operate with different registers and i think Mm. it's important to recognize that so sometimes it's not just about like transforming the other but it's also normalizing the other but just to the extent where they don't cause any problem anymore Mm. Right, like we have data in Libya right now, mm-hmm. these kind of states, Somalia to a certain mm-hmm. extent. No one is pretending now to transform Somalia into mm-hmm. a real liberal state. Mm-hmm. It's not Iraq two thousand and three. Mm-hmm. It's very something different. Mm-hmm. Right? And this is part of that kind of resilience approaches. You can see that in that's more kind of a restored normalcy type mm. of thing. So we 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 try we see that with, with Libya. You know, we are attacking the little boats mm-hmm. and the people supporting the boats bringing the refugees to uh, the coast of Europe. We're not trying to solve the issue, right? Mm-hmm. Just trying mm-hmm. to protect ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, border Europe, mm-hmm. uh, fortress Europe from from the rest of the world. And that's the same thing as, uh, you know, Australian policies towards yes. the, the region, right? With yes. the, yeah, the manual and uh, refugee mm-hmm. camps and mm-hmm. all these kind of things, right? It's just like... Okay, we don't know how to handle this, but you just want to make sure that you're not causing any issue for yeah. us, yeah. right? Like, and then the third one is, is is a kind of a for fragile states or for failed states It's the accepted normalcy. We call this in the book, mm-hmm. right, where we're interacting with fragile states, and and we know full well at this stage that there's no way that we can transform them and mm-hmm. even potentially circumscribe the problem. Mm-hmm. We just have to accept the fact that they are different. Yeah. They are. yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. in a sense, that's uh, Saudi Arabia, who is actually acting against every single convention you can think yeah, of yeah, 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 in yeah. human rights, yeah. but still part of the society, still someone you want to invite in your parties. Yeah. Uh, you don't you don't mind the shaking hands with uh, the prince. It's all fine, right? Mm-hmm. Even if you know full well that he's a full, cold, cold-blooded killer, right? But it's fine. Exactly. But it's fine to mm-hmm. have him on the same... Mm-hmm table mm-hmm. so that's interesting that that's also a, a number of other states like that where the the deviance from the norm is so strong but still mm-hmm. we're just to preserve the norm we're just accepting normalcy mm-hmm. here so we use um it, we use the work of uh, Michel foucault so some of the mm-hmm. students that he knew will be uh, will be aware of okay. that and this is, he, he has this beautiful way of like this, he calls this the three figures. So that's a really beautiful book that's called Abnormals. Mm. So it's a lecture in the, in the 80s that he, um, that he gave in France. And uh, he uses three figures, right? The monster, the incorrigible, mm. and the masturbator, mm. right? Mm. And, and then, so we use that as an entry point for the three kind of sets of normalcy that we're mm. describing, mm. right? One is the monster is the failed state, the fragile state you want to mm. change. is Saddam Hussein, 2003, right? Little Hitler and the region. Yeah. Then uh, the incorrigible is is this kind of Libya, mm. Somalia, of this world, mm. right? Mm. Someone that you can just kind of maintain, manage a little bit. It's mm. the he, he uses and Foucault uses this kind of idea of uh, the the fool in the village. Mm. The village is able to manage it, mm. right? Mm. But you don't want it. You can you know that you can transform him. He's mm. not going to be mm. go like to Ivy League.
0: Uh, yeah, you yeah,
1: know, yeah. like schools, yeah. but you can just manage him because you know him. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know how you know the problem. Mm.
0: You can so, get him to do what you want him to do in some. Yeah, place. exactly. Yeah,
1: you circumcise him. That's a little bit like the Libya of this world. This is the Somalia of this world. We've been dealing this with with Somalia for thirty years. Policymakers mm-hmm. know full well they cannot transform Somalia mm-hmm. into a new Taiwan. Right? It's mm-hmm. not happening. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then the masturbator is all the little. Abnormalities that we have in mm-hmm. our life for 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 Foucault, yeah. and that we pretend that they are not there. That's fine, right? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. so this is how like this is the, the this is the the Saudi Arabia of this world. This is um to you know all these states that um, basically go against the norm, but we we pretend that it's all mm-hmm. fine.
0: Yeah, we look the other way. Um, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's all those countries that you've mentioned. It's almost like say, Australia, straight for example with with Manus Island. Mm-hmm. It's it's what is our goal? Out of mm-hmm. sight, out of mind. PNG can deal with it correct Um, it really seems to be like states kind of acting in their own interest it's more impose an amount of normal that would enable us to achieve our goals
1: yeah and i mean i think to a certain extent, it's our collective responsibilities Mm. that just that there's a cognitive dissonance Mm. happening in in so many different regards and levels Mm. that uh, we are not ready to actually punish any politicians for not Mm. doing this mm, mm. for not committing like not changing mm. the status quo mm. it's the same thing in the u.s with guantanamo mm. and we have obama coming with a strong mandate mm. to close down guantanamo doesn't mm. do it no one cares mm. right no one pushes us on this mm. like where, where are the liberals where where are the you know the kind of the the left of the party uh, you know mm. and talking about that they don't mm. right so it's, it's the same here in australia mm. it's just that there's there's this, this kind of like hush hush you know kind of don't ask don't tell policy mm, mm. between the public and the government mm. that's saying like well we know it's a, the ugly part of mm. of us in a sense mm. but let's not just mention it mm. so the in a sense is a small kind of accepted normalcy yeah. from from everyone in a sense huh? mm. the little um, abnormality mm. in the Australian society that is just accepted as such
0: kind of following on from that you, like the process of normalization in um, in in uh, interventions you talk about it as like intervention optimization as sort of the reason, or I suppose, the rationale for kind of seeking to implement these these techniques, um, you ref, you refer to operations such as the UN mission in uh, mm-hmm. Timor-Leste. Um, you highlight three state labels: fragile, disaster affected, and suppressive. Yeah. Um, could you kind of outline what these labels mean, how they are categorized, and by whom, and how? Like, well, you know,
1: so to just to start first with the optimization argument, it's just that first of all. I think it's really important to recognize here that policymakers are always a step ahead of Mm. of us, you know, uh, researchers, they know full well what's going on, they know full well the objectives that they can accomplish Mm. in any given situation. Mm. So I think that there was a moment in in international kind of interventionary discourses where the idealism was definitely stronger than the realism in in, in policy Mm. prescriptions. Mm. That was like at the end of the '90s, start of the 2000s. Mm. This was a moment where, for various reasons, um, the kind of liberal internationalism mm. heyday was there, and right? there was a lot of a lot of expectations that international interventions can save the day but transform societies drastically. Mm. And then, so you're right to mention Timor Leste and and Iraq are, and, and Kosovo are all in the same kind of mm. uh, basket. For that in that regard, where we have interventions who are really transformative, mm-hmm. heavily transformative, trying to kind of transform these societies, that's what that's the that's kind of imposing almost uh, category that we use mm-hmm. in the book. But the optimization here is that uh, actors will fall will, will not always fall into that category, mm-hmm. if, if just because their objectives are not necessarily going to be transformative in this mm-hmm. regard. So I think that the, the kind of the s- systemic nature of politics also means that we've shifted to something else a little Mm. bit now so Mm. i think that whoever would try to sell such an intervention right now Mm. would have a hard time selling this this Mm. is why we don't have um these kind of calls or we have those calls for canada for instance in haiti Mm. to be uh, leading the kind of a new international administration for haiti transforming the society and the canadians are basically saying um no because of optimization, mm-hmm. you know, full mm-hmm. well mm-hmm. that this is going to be, this is about for trouble. And mm-hmm. this is, this all started as well, probably with Obama in Syria, I would imagine this was the end of the internationalism mm. heyday, you know, where, uh, or the Afghans will surge moment where, you know, everyone was like thinking, okay, what are we doing?
0: Yeah, here? about 2005. About, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah, like in
1: Syria, everyone want, like was expecting mm. the US to step in mm-hmm. massively mm-hmm. following the, Breach of the the red line, red lines, I mean, yeah, yeah, chem- yeah, exactly the chemical uh, uh, weapon attack, and then you think, okay, now you have your casus Belli, you know, mm, like mm, what is mm, happening, mm. and then uh, decided to consult expert after expert, hanging, mm. rigging massively. I like, don't blame Obama; mm, it's probably mm, the right thing to do. But what ended up as this this was very transformative of society, mm. and that shows then how the system, they then have an impact on the optimization Mm. factors, Mm. you know, so some of you will be potentially working for DFAT or for similar organizations, and you will see that, you know, there's no appetite for Australia to be leading whatever new mission in in Bougainville at the Mm. moment or Mm. elsewhere. I mean, this is is very difficult Mm. and it's bound to create some resentment. Mm. Know that from Ramsey, know that from other missions. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So we are in that that situation where I think that it's an important kind of part of our arguments. Not to say that actors can, you know, freely choose between the different registers mm. and decide all of a sudden let, let's impose some normalcy elsewhere. But I do think that there's also a, a, a systemic kind of nature of, of war politics that is important, and that we navigate the different kind of periods depending on. Mm-hmm. On 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 the options that are that are a privilege at a specific point in time. Mm-hmm. When you say um
0: you know selling a mission like embassy or, or, or any operation, mm-hmm. um do you mean to say that you know selling it to the international community and the public opinion like your your home base?
1: Uh, to both both and to the local population. Yes yes. That the, so yeah to the three kind of main constituents. Yeah. Um, certain policy situations will be. Easier than others. Mm-hmm. At the moment, we can see that you know, if the 2000s, it was easier to sell a, an option of like imposed normalcy, mm-hmm. like top-down mm-hmm. heavy interventionism, mm-hmm. um, to both the international kind of community, to your partners, yeah. to your local population, to, mm-hmm. that were expecting you to mm-hmm. do something mm-hmm. about Timor. Let's say not in, uh, mm-hmm. in Australia, and to the local Timorese. So I actually, actually also asking. Mm-hmm. Australia it's take a, a mm. big role so that in, in that case then yeah it's easier for you to optimize your intervention in a sense and, and do deliver on this but uh, in reality you can see like Haiti's yeah again go back to that issue uh, you know uh, right now there's certain segment of the elite in Haiti mm. asking for an intervention mm. do you think it's the rest of the population mm. difficult to know no mm. there's no polls going on in mm. such a situation right mm. it's so it's so tense um the international community, ish, you can yeah. see that some are just yeah. waiting to criticize Canada if they mm-hmm. do take the lead, and uh, and and the local population or the uh, the the the, uh, the, pop, the the Canadians themselves don't necessarily they want mm. they want to be helping mm. Haitians. I'm not quite sure they want to be the government of mm-hmm. Haiti, right? Mm-hmm. So it's um, you can see that these so these are major kind of. Uh, major factors to keep in, in mind when we are thinking or, or discussing international interventions, because at the end, policymakers will always make decisions based on these on these mm-hmm. factors, right?
0: Yeah. Do you think that calculation of those factors, do you think that is in large part due to the track record? Timor-Leste, the operation is in some ways unsuccessful, but Largely, if you take the perspective of, say, a lot of people that wanted independence, yeah. um, even at, at the time it was considered a, a successful mission. So,
1: yeah. So speak. But I mean, so you look at it; it depends. It, the politics of of defining success yes, yes. is is a beautiful topic, mm-hmm. right? Something that mm-hmm. actually needs to be written as a PhD at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that there's any kind of uh, uh, anything that I've seen written on this that is actually quite convincing. Mm-hmm. But there's something about this. In the UN, for instance, they're very strong mm. with um, spin doctors. Mm. They're very strong mm. in like declaring success, mm. you know, not 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 as bluntly or um, as the Americans would like the mission accomplished yeah, after yeah. after Iraq and stuff yeah. like that. But still, you know, producing reports that will be like, you know, always very positive. <laughs> you see what I mean? it's yeah, very yeah, strong yeah. as an organization for doing this yeah. and having a kind of. Um, a nice little kind of group of scholars gravitating around them and mm. producing the kind of knowledge they want to mm. have. The reality is Timor was easiest case mm. in almost the history of the UN mm, mm, in terms mm, of like peacemaking, mm, building. Mm, mm, mm. Think about it. Like you mm. have a, you know, a largely, uh, uh, homogenous kind of society linguistically mm. and in, in the ethnicity, linguistically mm. with a strong leader, a Mandela of the Pacific, mm. Uh, the who is actually also playing with the international norms, like it's not a local yeah, kind yeah. of uh, despot. Mm. Yeah, it's like and Nobel Prize, Pri- yeah, Pri- 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 yeah. prize winners, you know, yeah, um, you know, like everything was easy actually. Yes. They created an old set of trouble by trying to by having a mandate of international administration in Timor mm. and mm. overacting mm. and uh, on on this on this basis. I think mm. that the local Timorese and uh, especially the elite ended up in that situation where. Why don't you just help us mm, mm, mm. administer the place? Mm, mm, and mm, mm. to be honest, the UN, especially Sergio de, de Mello, who was the head of the mission, kind of realized this mm. fairly early in the in the process, and and at the end ended up fighting New York and trying to mm, actually mm, give them give the Timorese more more space in, in the process. But what I'm saying is that yeah, um, the, the the process of like success stories of declaring what is a success, what is not, is um, is is something is something that is going to be at the end contentious because it depends on who you're talking to, mm-hmm. and and also it they all um, they all act with different time frames, mm-hmm. uh, different temporality, mm-hmm. right? So the media time is not the local polls mm-hmm. time, it's not the political time. Mm-hmm. So you make a decision maybe it makes sense for the political time, but it doesn't make sense for the local peace building mm-hmm. time, right? Mm-hmm. You, see, you see what mm-hmm. I mean? So yeah, Sometimes yeah, you yeah. go for easy gains, yeah. uh, recognition, yeah. when this is not what you should be necessarily yeah. doing. And so they are we work with very different temporalities mm-hmm. that may clash.
0: Yeah, you end up getting you know, stuck in Afghanistan for
1: 20 years. Correct, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. But maybe the temporality of Afghanistan, if you knew 10, mm. 20 years ago, mm. That this would have been the outcome of this, mm. I think that a different type of mission could have been suggested, mm, or a different mm, type of relationship, mm, right? Mm, you see what mm, I mean? Mm. What I'm saying is that the, the temporalities of this is always going for the sh- the, the the easiest gains, mm. the the low lowest hanging fruits, and and this um this this is bound to create this kind of short termism in interventions. Mm. Of course,
0: um yeah, I, I think even last year I think you spoke about this concept of like how do um, mm. Missions, right? Um and I suppose it, it lends itself to the broader question of what, what conditions would have to be present for you know uh, sort of an intervention to be rationalized or
1: or, or, or um you know, what what would have to be present? yeah, yeah, to legitimate or, legitimate, yeah, legitimate, yeah. Or, or or to be successful on the grounds, that's two different things.
0: I think do do you think that you
1: can have a successful mission without legitimacy? No, no, yeah. definitely yeah. not. However you define yeah. legitimacy, right? Yeah. But no, I don't think it, it is possible. So that's that's a good point actually, yeah. but um, I think that uh, there, there's a number of different missions that could that, that that I would generally think that could be legitimate. So I'm not yeah. I'm definitely not advocating for uh, kind of an end to interventionism yes, yes, yes. or things like that. But it's just that uh, really carefully thinking about all externalities, yes, you know, yes, to use academic yes, language, yes. right? Like not thinking that it's, it's it's the same conversation that we have with. P- with GDP and all these kind of mm-hmm. conversations, right? And so it's once you circumscribe mm-hmm. GDP mm-hmm. to a very narrow set of factors, mm-hmm. then obviously this enables you to have certain types of policies. But is mm-hmm. this for the greater good? Mm-hmm. So that's the same time, same thing for intervention, mm-hmm. right? So I'm I'm trying now to elaborate a new recession agenda around this, thinking mm-hmm. what are the externalities, both culturally, mm-hmm. socially, mm-hmm. and economically, mm-hmm. of a presence, of a mission. this could be good like in 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 economic terms you Mm. can say positive externality exists Mm -hmm. but if you don't take into account say pollution as a negative externality Mm -hmm. of your gdp Mm -hmm. then are you not missing something yeah of of course you are right like the green gdp has been around all your generation knows about Mm -hmm. that we Mm have full well understand but that's the same thing the same kind of transformation revolution that we need for peacekeeping Mm -hmm. or for interventions in general Mm -hmm. it's just be thinking Okay, if we do send, say, a mission to Timor-Leste tomorrow, mm, mm, mm. How, how many people from where? Mm, mm. What kind of like impact will we have on the local economic um, fabric? Yeah. Where are they going to be uh, housed? Mm, mm. What kind of impact will this have on the geography of the city? Mm, mm, will this be pushing some people towards the, the, the periphery of the city? Mm, mm. What are the repercussions of this? What happens when we exit this, the mission? Hmm. What happens to the, all the those nice little businesses that you know popped up like mushrooms to cater for the internationals? What what do we do with that? that? Is this not creating then the kind of recipe for having a, a a group of disgruntled kind of population that will want another mm, intervention, make it worse in the end? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. So I guess the real point is that, you know there's no you know set amount of conditions that should be there if you want to make this. a no, no. like holistic approach, right? It's, it's it's
1: exactly really
0: looking at yeah. what is this what what is this actually going to do the world like how, how can we how can we um yeah look at it through a lens that kind of encompasses how society is i suppose which is yeah that, that's... and how
1: how every single intervention is going to be an impact on that society yeah and then for good or for bad right yeah, like mm, it's mm, not mm. there's millions of ngos around mm. who are doing amazing work mm, mm. Um, bless them right mm, but mm. um i'm just saying they have they, they are fully conscious of all their externalities i think that we should doing the same for mm. every single intervention.
0: Mm. Yeah, it doesn't matter how good your intentions are; you can still have yeah. externalities, as you said. Yeah. Um, last point on the normalization. Mm-hmm. We've we've wandered from that, but um, you you have this um, this kind of term, a society of docile states. <laughs> um, can you kind of ex- expand on that?
1: Provide an outline or, 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 or what that? Well, means? Well, it's it was our kind of conclusion, I guess, and we were like thinking about what it means, like docility in the international system, right? Because mm. Like that—that's the kind of natural, let's say, ramification of our um, of our understanding of normalization as three different mm. types. Mm. Yeah, mm. uh, Imposing normalcy, mm. restoring normalcy, mm-hmm. accepting normalcy. Mm-hmm. So it means that, in a sense, um, international system. And I think that this is something that has not really been discussed. So we we are keen to see this as. Maybe you know modest contribution, mm. but as um, you know, what it how the interaction at the internationals in the international system is also about bringing some some form of docility. Mm, mm. So if you are acting outside of the norm, mm. you might be subject to one of those interventions falling into the three registers. Mm. You know, so if it's easy enough, if we optimize the intervention and we think, well, actually, you know what, we can actually strike you as, you know we're going to be imposing normalcy to mm. you. And then mm. you end up like similar fate as Saddam Hussein, mm. is basically, mm. you know, a YouTube joke, you mm. know, at the end, mm. um, or, or Qaddafi, mm. you know, like, mm. um, that's one, one of your possible fates. Mm. Maybe we'll have to, um, circumscribe you, mm. which, you know, seems to be like the Putin type of kind of situation. Mm. We cannot, or, or Kim Jong-un, you know, mm. like we cannot like deal totally with you. We cannot mm. like absolutely take you, and uh, mm. despite what, Whatever happened yeah, in there yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, the president a couple a couple of days ago, but yeah, I mean, and and then and then so we'll circumscribe you, or maybe, and that might actually be the fate of Putin by the time that we are that the that the, whoever listens to that uh, podcast, but maybe we'll have to accept you as as it is, yeah, right, and, yeah, yeah. and then keep this this the the docility. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh to a, the lowest kind of uh denominator mm. and just mm. say well okay uh, don't try to act too weirdly around me mm. um but i think i'll have to deal with you um yeah. and and for the preserve for the preservation of international norms mm-hmm. as we know them it's
0: the guy walking around in the village right it's, it's, correct
1: it's... exactly well it's no it's not the guy i rocked around the village that's that right now we are it's 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 a Putin for us right yes, yes, yes. so the guy is like okay it's our idiot it it's, it goes contrary to every single interest yeah. that you can think of.
0: Yeah, but he's got a big gun, so we should, but he should. Yeah. He got big guns, yeah. right? Yeah. And
1: he, he has a kind of a role in the kind of European society. You yeah. kind of like just kind of start kicking him out of the uh, out of the village. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, you kind of stuck with him, I guess, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And but but you know how to handle him to a certain extent. I mean, he, he acted quite foolishly. Yeah. Um. But. But um, yeah, like the, the the fate that might happen with Putin and uh, what will potentially be him being restored in the society, and I do not hope that this is going to be the result. Right, I'm mm. not advocating for this, but this might very well be the case based on 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 the Saudi kind of example, mm. where you know, uh, in a few a uh, few years time, uh, we close our eyes and we pretend that you know mm. uh, that was pretty bad, mm. but but we have to, we'll have to deal with Russia one way or another. So everyone mm-hmm. now is expecting that he's going to be deposed at some point. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of wishful thinking about mm-hmm. this, but mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see how we can handle Russia in the, in, in, in the next kind of couple of years. That's going to be a very important kind of issue for, for students mm-hmm. and for, for policymakers. Of course.
0: Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like there's too many ways that this could go that are great
1: really it seems like no exactly good exactly so i, I think it will fall with one of the two right yeah. definitely not impose normalcy, yeah just because of the nature of the of, of, of the problem yeah. but yeah we are in between like this kind of restoring normalcy to a status quo ante, right mm, 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 and um, mm, mm. so that could be it like okay we mm-hmm. go back to this kind of like neither friend nor enemy mm-hmm. kind of situation mm-hmm. or or we just have to kind of deal with with you so in, in both ways accepting normalcy, restoring normalcy, we're kind of like going back to a situation where we hope that it's gonna be not create like a major kind of uh, issues for the international system as we know it. Mm-hmm. But maybe the nature of uh, the nature of the challenge is too big for the international system mm-hmm. not to be transformed by that nature. So that's mm-hmm. also a possibility. Mm-hmm. Hence the docility will be completely different because could could imagine the Russian case with a and another kind of Trumpian challenge at mm-hmm. the same time, mm-hmm. then maybe the international system as we know it, mm-hmm. the kind of rule-based order, mm-hmm. will be will be challenged to its core to that certain point that we won't be able to kind mm-hmm. of restore it. To, uh, mm-hmm. to yeah, there might be we, some sort of you know point of no return. I, I right. do think
0: that yeah, the idea of yeah, how, how do you think that these concepts kind of will evolve or, or how could they evolve in a situation where the order isn't the same? Um, we evolve away from this rules-based you know
1: so what? the international order always evolves a little bit, right? And if only by every single micro-interaction in mm. the international system. I mean, I'm not French, but I know France very well. Mm. Um, and, you know, you could see that, you know, for instance, 15 years ago or so, um, the far-right challenge in France mm. was decried. It was like leading to mobilization mm. in the streets. Mm. We can see that this kind of like is eroding. And it's now part of the normalcy of the French society. Mm. Oh, yeah, of course. We have a few cousins voting for the far right. Mm. Oh, yeah, the city now is run by a, for, a far right mayor. Mm. Oh, yeah, now th- this is normal that we have someone from the far right in the second round ra- second round mm. of the presidential election. So maybe, you know, then mm. this sets the table for this mm. kind of new normalcy that mm. is that is happening. So, yeah, the international system and the rule-based order is eroding. Mm. Mm. Um, and it's difficult to predict what's going to happen, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, uh, of course, yeah. Yeah, so it's yeah, yeah. so, so it's um it's micro-interactions uh, yeah. characterizing this. But these micro-interactions, I guess that, that's what we're trying to see in the book, is is also basically producing not just rule based order, but oh. also uh, a system, uh, you know, a norm of what mm. we consider normal, mm-hmm. right? And it seems to me that we are... We are normalizing a lot of abnormalities that we will never accept, you know, like <laughs> just Trump right mm-hmm. now, what well, we let him, you know, go with when, uh, I don't know, uh, Clinton, you know, uh, he had this, this sex affair, but now, yeah. you know, Trump is all fine with all these kind of other things because we are normalizing this. Yeah. It seems like it's
0: even motivated his, his voter base. It's actually exactly working his favor somehow. You see, um, see so,
1: so what does that mean for the next one? Mm after him or does it mean that we are maybe it's just a trump exception Mm -hmm. but what what i think we're seeing in in various countries in the world is that yeah the norm of what is accepted behavior normal behavior is transforming Mm -hmm. in front of our Mm -hmm. Mm eyes quite quickly if we compare with the international system Mm -hmm. uh, since the end of the second world war Mm -hmm. so these transformations i think are important for students to to get a kind of sense of of it and and, and understand what it means for for us in the future, right? Mm.
0: I think what it means and what it seems to be for me, and I may be uneducated, but it seems that the way it's transforming is leading to more civil unrest. Um, But it seems that more and more attention is is placed on, you know, the potential war between states, right? Mm -hmm. Um, If you compare coverage of, you know, US, China, maybe not. But there are a lot of issues inside of countries and mm. civil unrest, and you see what's going on in um, in Sudan right now. It, it was in the news for maybe a couple of days. Mm-hmm. It's going on. It's still it's still going on, obviously. Mm-hmm. So, like, I don't know. What, what do you think of the implications of you know? It's transforming in a way that's leading to you know X, which is, is which is civil disorder, maybe mm-hmm. um, in 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 all countries. Um, but more, more of our attention is paid to Y, which is interstate conflict.
1: Yeah, I mean, interstate conflicts is a good. Term. I mean, I think in in terms of, kind of characterizing conflicts, I think that we're moving away for various reasons to this kind of distinction between intra and interstate conflicts because of the very convoluted kind of nature of the of the mm. causes of the conflict. Right. Mm. So some mm. some of them are always kind of regional kind of causes mm. or international causes. But I think you're right to say that there's more civil disorder, weirdly enough. Mm. So mm. if you, especially if we include um the global west in the mm. conversation so for a while in the 90s students of peace and conflict would only be focusing on Africa mm. the other right like mm. places where civil wars happened really I do think that there's something to be said about like the continuity in in civil uh, disorder between say uh uh the attempted um, uh the attempted kind of uh coup uh, in Washington mm, with mm, other mm, cases mm, in in Europe and, and Africa right mm, mm. so there's continuities here that um, that is not really well represented I think in in peace and conflict literature mm. so you're totally right that there's more d- civil uh, disorder we need to understand it mm. and I do think that uh, interstate conflict then as a role um it, I, you know we have to understand the causes of this especially with Ukraine so there will be more more and more focus on this because of Ukraine and also mm-hmm. the possible kind of China kind of threat to the world order. But uh, but I do think that that these two issues and they are they are interrelated. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know to understand uh, the uh, the Russian kind of um, uh, intervention, I think you have to also understand the state of Russian mm-hmm. Russia inside. I mm-hmm. think you know there's there's a number of actually actually amazing contribution on this. It's the same thing for China for yeah. other other actors actually. Or for, Europe, or for the U.S. in in Iraq, if you want to understand mm. why why they, uh, they had this like what the interstate conflict happened between uh, mm. between Iraq and uh, and uh, and the U.S. and the coalition, you have to you have to understand the state of affairs at mm. that time mm. Mm. of the neoconservatives in in uh, in the U.S. So yeah,
0: obviously the whole issue of yeah thinking about what a border actually means and what Correct. what that doesn't you know, so yeah, you know but I mean interact. it's not
1: just about the border as well. It's about the, the causes of war or that, yeah. like, uh, uh, Of these kind of profound conflicts in a wider term right Mm -hmm. in the terms of peace and conflict studies like it as as something that is just like different goals Mm in mind right that has that is happening in 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 everywhere and i think that once we start understanding this then we have a better sense of why actors act the way Mm -hmm. they they do Mm -hmm. and this is the only way that we can actually make sense of these interventions
0: i suppose can you for those that may not uh, understand the, the history there uh, can you provide me maybe a brief overview of the the un stabilization mission in haiti uh, and okay. even the nature of your involvement
1: um, yeah sure i mean haiti is a fascinating case right i mean um the nature of my involvement first i mean it's a it's a relatively easy one i'll try to be as, as brief as possible but I, i'm a scholar of, of un peace building in general and uh, i was focusing on kosovo and timor uh, before mm. that but then i got i was um uh, Professor at that time in, in Montreal, mm. and I was asked to um, replace some of the Asian professors there who were killed by the uh, by the earthquake in 2010. Mm. And um, that, I mean, I fell in love with the country. It's mm-hmm. Such an amazing, uh, such an amazing place, amazing people. And then once you start like learning about the history, mm. uh, you know it's just it's just a fascinating case of like the first uh, the first state with the, that that managed to uh, to uh, emancipate themselves from from the from uh, from slave trade mm. um really took its stance against the international system at that time mm-hmm. um it's uh, it's a fascinating case and what happened with the 2014 case is just kind of long continuation of semi directive interventions in Haiti um, and that are part of also the kind of history of Haiti, where they never really managed to control completely uh, mm-hmm. what what was happening in the country for various reasons. But mm-hmm. structurally, um, they were uh, under the heavy debt, uh, the sovereign debt that it was called. Mm-hmm. Um, when the, the French uh, asked them to repay, I don't remember the, the amount of money, but mm-hmm. it's something like, I don't remember how many billions now out top of my head like that but uh, they finished paying this in the 50s 1950s mm. can you imagine almost a hundred years to pay a debt and um and then we all they never kind of had the actual material means to exercise sovereignty so uh then you know fast forward to 2014 it's not you know another 2004 and i was there after that but 2004 it's the kind of a, for the the aristide um, was deposed. Now we know mm. he was actually exiled because of the French, uh, French-Canadian-American intervention. Um, and then the UN came in and and, and decided to kind of uh, stabilize the country. So mm. a very strong kind of security focus of the mm. mission. Mm. Um, and to a certain extent was, uh, was relatively um, successful, but I think my work, I've always been trying to kind of ask uh, and I think that uh, this is supported by a lot of u n officials i've talked to actually yeah. but like what do we stabilize like, yeah, yeah, a, yeah, like stabilization yeah. mission itself, it's a fa- it's a it's a fascinating mm. semantics mm. Mm. Yeah, right? that's stabilization that's answer, of yeah. what exactly like if this the the first point here is to say that this is a fundamentally unstable society, you're stabilizing what mm. Mm. and mm. I think that most u n officials would definitely agree with that's kind of query and will uh, smile at me and say, Mm -hmm. yes, I think you're into something, right? (laughs) And this is why. Off the record, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Well, off the record or on the record, actually, they are very, very, uh, that's what is nice about working on the UN is that it's it's such an organization that is open to criticism Mm -hmm. and uh, so it's not, it's not. Um, it's not something that they will fight, or they they are quite happily kind of recognize some of the limitations of this. So yeah, and then yeah, my 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 engagement with the country also potentially morphed or transformed itself when uh, they brought the cholera to the country, uh, which was uh, you know infected ten percent of the population, mm-hmm. killed something around like thirty thousand, according to Doctors Without Borders. There's a lot of people, so I started working on. Um, And then the kind of the reparation issue, like what does it mean to be helping Haitians and how in the international system in such with such cases, we should be uh, having a system to provide reparations to Mm. victims and especially that the cholera was brought by the UN peacekeepers Mm. and and, and was uh, really traced as such. So that's that's for us a very important case where we can, we hopefully will be transforming norms around that, um, making sure that similar victims in the future uh, will be compensated
0: driven mm. preventing it in the first place right like you... <laughs>
1: well yeah the the prevention issue is always there has always yeah. been there so you know you can fight that but then the, the reality is that every actor will have different ways of 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 preventing this mm. and we cannot just trust actors to prevent them and no one can actually verify that mm. all the time mm-hmm. so in that case the screening was not done properly mm. ah, yeah. you know yeah. and some some people say it was some asymptomatic cases mm of cholera from the Nepalese soldiers, uh, mm-hmm. the Nepalese battalion. Some others do think that they were not as asymptomatic as, mm-hmm. as uh, claiming. But in any case, that, that that's a discussion. I, I don't want this to be bogged down in that kind of conversation, yeah. I think, because I, what's happening is that I want to focus on the victim. I mean, it's completely crazy. Think about it. That mm-hmm. You know, you, you lose your, your father, your mother, mm-hmm. someone from your family you had to sell, potentially your house, but you know, mm-hmm. or, or, or whatever to to be able to uh, withstand this kind of uh, the new conditions in your life, right? Maybe you're losing the bread the bread earner in your in your family and things like that. And then you know they are they're not asking for completely a crazy amount of yeah. money, right? And yeah. then we have the system that is still you know not willing to give yeah. them a little bit of money because uh, we all think that they are either corrupt or they're going to mm-hmm. be wasting mm-hmm. the money. Mm-hmm. And this this is this is just very infuriating mm-hmm.
0: to be honest. I suppose yeah, it kind of goes to that thing of taking the holistic view, right? It's a, that's an example of a negative externality, right?
1: Exactly. No, no, absolutely. But then we have to have in the system something, some form of reaction mm, mm. to these externalities. Mm, mm, mm. We cannot be like I think uh, working on a kind of uh, ad hoc kind of basis. Mm. It's, it's it's just simply not acceptable. Mm. It's a shame that
0: yeah, thirty thousand people had to yeah. lose their life to you
1: know. No, correct. The but then you, we've been using other cases. You know, like so you think i don't know in afghanistan Mm, mm, mm. if you're struck by a drone Mm. american drone there's a process where you can Mm. ask for claims you know and this is normal Mm, mm, mm. um and nato or the us will will react to that claim there was nothing of this sort Mm. in in haiti so it's Mm. quite infuriating Mm. right like you know no standing commission no no place where you can Mm. actually report this Mm. and for us Yes, it's an entry point into potentially kind of cholera or other illnesses, similar cases. But it's a broader point that we have to make about interventions. And yes, you're right to connect this with externalities. But let's say if we move to the social kind of realm, sexual exploitation and abuse. Mm. Is this normal that we have to expect mm. someone who is actually potentially raped by the by a UN soldier mm. to report that crime to the UN? Mm. 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 Like placing the onus to act on you the imagine? person that would, yeah, the yeah victim, exactly. Yeah. And go back to the perpetrators' organization and mm. say, hi, I would like to report a case. Mm. Like, no wonder that you have like such a limited number of cases reported every year. Mm. See what I mean? So yeah, all, I, all these things, all these things. So the UN has been moving yeah. on this, but the reality is that I do think that they are all connected somehow. Right. And I'm not saying that all interventions are just negative, but I'm just saying if we want this to make, to make it as, kind of a force for good <laughs> to, to mm. use a hacker term a little bit but um I, I do think that that we need to take this into account and just make sure that you know the victims are accounted for mm. here and just make this a little bit easier for them to be reporting mm. these issues
0: mm. it surprises me even that a low number based on who you have to report to mm. and how even in you know domestic circumstances people don't tend to record, report those crimes for a number of reasons mm. anyway to think of an outsider coming in and happening like yeah, exactly. I, I, can't, I can't imagine with that. all the
1: power and balance yeah, 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 of the yeah, world yeah, right like yeah. this is the thing It's mm. with, with all the kind of like racialized dynamic mm. that you can think of mm. right the white mm. right man coming in mm. and, and all the power structure like you go to the headquarter at that time in the UN now it probably changed haven't been in a while but you know at, at that time you have to bring your passport you check two three mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. it's a place of power right mm-hmm. and you're re- constantly re- reminded that you know this is not Haitian territory yeah, yeah, it's yeah, international yeah, 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 territory yeah, yeah. thank you very much you know welcome i think this is this is for us something that we want to um, slowly transform and just make sure that um, the power imbalance is taking into account when we are planning interventions
0: mm. i think in your work you, you tend to you know focus on these these power Correct me if I'm wrong, yeah, um, but yeah, there's a lot of focus on your power structures and meaning and, and language and, and what, mm-hmm. what these actions mean, how they translate in society into perceptions of each other. Um, it, it kind of has me thinking about how you know, earlier before you said you know, there's an unwillingness to give uh, reparations because you know, there's perceptions of you know, corruption or they're incorrectly use the money. Can you speak to how how you know these sort of things arrive in you know, movies and, and the, the content that we consume and how, how these um. You know, meanings kind of proliferate throughout our society. Um,
1: sure, but you know that's um, I, I I tell my students of Introduction to Peace and Conflict we we discuss like the, the different forms of violence. And one is cultural violence that mm-hmm. you can mm-hmm. see all the time in these kind of depictions of the other, mm-hmm. right? Like it's the the guy on the Manu Island, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the refugee mm-hmm. that you can see dressed up as uh, Osama bin Laden and, and mm-hmm. chasing chasing the poor nurse, right? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, do. Um, I would like to know if that's really reflective mm-hmm. of the kind of population that we have there, right? Mm-hmm. Like there was just this little moment where we had Djokovic in, in detention, mm-hmm. where people kind of oh realized Ooh, who, who is in these prisons like, yeah, what's, yeah, yeah. what's happening there, like yeah, yeah. and that was an interesting kind of little moment where yeah. you know out of a sudden the little abnormality uh, was kind of coming creeping back yeah, in yeah, and then yeah, you were. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a reason why I'm hiding this. I don't want to be thinking about <laughs> this because it's, it's too painful. Yeah. But yeah, no, you you're right. So it's a form of violence, right? This language can be a form mm, of violence. Yeah, definitely, yeah. that's one thread in my in my work um, that I'm acknowledging. Definitely, and yes, the way that we will be using specific concepts to be describing people will have ramifications on on them, and that's why no one talks anymore about failed states or even mm. fragile states now When we talk mm. about fragile situations mm. plural because there has been a fight back by by these states mm. afghanistan and timor led a led a big um, big push on this uh, the oecd and saying you know we don't want to be labeled as such mm. you know mm. fair enough but i don't mm. know if it's transformed the interventionary dynamics that much but it's it's true that the linguistic L side is an important aspect when we want to understand interventions. Mm. The way that you will be characterizing the other mm. will, have an, um, will open up possibilities of interventions. Right? Mm-hmm. So there's a reason why we, we use these labels, because mm-hmm. it opens up, frees ourselves in terms of interventions, mm. opens up the possibilities of optimizing interventions. Mm-hmm. There's reason why you won't be saying that there's a genocide happening here or there, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, because... Yeah, language has rap- ramifications. Of course, yeah. And it's it's
0: difficult when our characterizations of the other are usually
1: politically driven and for, for benefit at home, I, I think anyway. Yeah, but it's always politically driven. Mm. Every mm. single characterization is mm. politically mm. driven. So I'm not saying that all of a sudden we should be describing all the world as like Non-politically. peaceful, loving. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not the yeah. point at all I'm trying to make, right? That will be just taking it to the first level of of understanding what labels do but mm-hmm. I, it's just to kind of look at yeah exactly what labels do like why intervention why organizations behind interventions mm-hmm. will be using a specific discourse mm-hmm. this is always to label mm-hmm. or to to use the label for interventions purposes mm-hmm. the excess of evil was used for intervention mm-hmm. if you label it a fra- mm-hmm. failed state or fragile mm-hmm. state then you're opening up the possibility of an intervention mm-hmm. maybe you won't be using the possibility but it's it's gonna be there out of mm. a sudden. and if you call it a very successful peace loving nation, then yeah, you don't have a reason to be intervening it. Yeah.
0: So I suppose it's kind of more of a, a warning to kind of you know, be careful of how things are justified in, in to the public. I, I suppose how things yeah
1: are to the public, but also to the other international states, as you yeah. were saying, like the different the, the different stakeholders in that conversation, yeah. right? Yeah. To the local population there, to your local population, and to your counterparts in the mm. international mm. system. Mm. Um, yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. But that's, it's so, so, so kind with of like the, 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 cost of using specific labels, relatively speaking, will be, will depend on, on the nature of the international system. So right now calling China failed state mm-hmm. will be very costly mm-hmm. you know, even mm-hmm. just a little challenge as people know in Australia is actually quite costly right yeah. so uh, but that was not the case 20 years ago mm-hmm. right like you, mm-hmm. you could call out uh, China every day twice on Sunday, mm-hmm. never be punished <laughs> at that time right mm-hmm. China was not at that point in the revolution that mm-hmm. they will be fighting back especially in the UN system. Now is the case. Like, it's the same thing with mm-hmm. Russia uh, with Elston. right it was totally mm-hmm. different. Uh, apart, it's a totally different state. Mm. I'm not fighting back at all, right? Mm. And mm. then now we have a very different Russian state. So I think the international system now is—you you can see that s- certain labels and uh, are, are, are going to be used more rarely because mm. because of the possibilities of interventions are are, are narrowing down. For, the for... Yeah, but I mean R2P is a fascinating case, right? Where in the heyday it was used yes. as a way to kind of. Um, Potentially circumscribing intervention. I don't think that no one mm. believed that it would be circumscribing really powerful states. Mm. I think the US never felt constrained by how to reach scores, no. but um, but it was a way to legitimize one way or another so certain forms of intervention. Mm. Now you see the pushback by most international players mm. on that concept. You can see this is this is part of a specific time. Mm. A Mm. moment.
0: Yeah, it's like kind of the yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, No, do you think? I mean, I don't know. I I know some of my colleagues will disagree. I do think. I do think it it is to some extent this, and so it's interesting now that it's China, is Brazil bringing Mm. the new kind of discussion on R two P and saying we need. I don't remember the the title of the Chinese kind of uh, contribution on this. It's actually a fascinating one, but it's like really looking at exactly it. Right, like Mm -hmm. interventions. Mm -hmm. Yes, responsibility to protect, but responsibility as well to protect local populations mm-hmm. and, and their own kind of. so it's like putting the focus mm-hmm. let's say on the externalities as I was mm-hmm. saying I think it's interesting that maybe the new generation of discussion on this will, will be moving away from some western uh, capitals mm-hmm. towards other states so we'll see how the norm survives mm-hmm. we know we know that norms don't die mm-hmm. they just change Change, yeah, yeah, they'll be a reactivated later on, maybe for other purposes.
0: Yeah, there's a lot there for our, I think, for other delegates to, to draw on. It's been very beneficial, I suppose. Maybe the, the, the biggest thing for for students and, and potential delegates to think about is um, thinking about interventions in that holistic way that we've kind of been talking mm. about, um, and the negative externalities, and you know, analyzing the reasons why you're doing what you plan to do. Mm. I suppose, even the yeah, the symbols that are associated and that are justifying that decision, I think, exactly. So at the end of every podcast, we go through uh, listening, reading, and watching. So I suppose just write an example of what to listen to, what to read, and what to watch.
1: Okay, so what to what to listen to, what to read, and what to watch. If you want, if you're interested, there's a beautiful new documentary by Raoul Peck. Yeah. P. E. C. K. Yeah, is an American uh, American Asian uh, documentary maker. He produced a beautiful uh, movie of Lumumba. Uh, you- mm couple of years ago uh, probably before you're born actually <laughs> but in any case um um but it's uh, it's uh, so so he's kind of well mm-hmm. known for this um but he produced something that is um uh, exterminate the brutes and it's a four parts something like that documentary and i really really uh, urge you to have a look at that because it goes exactly mm. like connecting the different discourses mm. and labels that we use he has this beautiful moment where he's discussing why the American military is using always indigenous terms for all these military weapons. Mm, mm. You know, I think of it, tomahawk, mm, 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 the mm, Apache um, yeah, helicopter. Yeah. It's it's kind of an interesting kind of. Anyway, it's a it's a beautiful documentary. So really I'll, I'll link it in the, the, the show superb, yeah. What to read? What to read? So there's a there's a, a book. It's a Gurna. Yeah, okay, he won the Nobel Prize, the Nobel Prize of Literature, mm. and it's called Afterlives. Mm. And we have an article on Afterlives um, that's going to be published soon, and we use that a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. So Gurna Afterlives, it's mm-hmm. a beautiful novel. I hope that uh, you will enjoy this. Yeah. Um what what, sort of,
0: what what does that kind of tackle?
1: So it tackles um, this kind of kind of colonial post-colonial kind of um, discussion. So what it means. So it's a we're following basically the story of. Uh, of a family in Africa and um, kind of um, stuck in the kind of war, the European world wars. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, um, I don't want to give too much today yeah, yeah, because, of because of uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a beautifully written um, book and um, the, the political is definitely there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but it's, um, but it's, it's also quite refreshing read, mm-hmm. right? It's a, it's a novel foremost, you won the Nobel Prize for good reason. I think yeah, okay. he's really a beautiful, beautiful writer. We'll yep. uh, we'll put that one and also your article. Watch until I uh, yeah. we'll gets to uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: well, yeah, I don't know it? about the article. <laughs> I think it's more dry, <laughs> definitely <laughs> drier than
1: uh, than the novel. I uh, would go for the novel and go for the for road picks documentary. Yeah, I think that's the watching and, and the watching and, yep, 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 uh, yep, and yep, listen yep. to at the same time. But yeah, I don't I don't listen to enough. Podcast. Podcast. We also did this one though. Right? <laughs> no, I cannot. I cannot stand my voice, but um, yeah, I do hope that uh, that this is going to be useful and interesting for the for students, the delegates. Yes, the delegates. Perfect. All right. Well, I think we'll uh, we'll end it there.
0: Thank yeah. you so much for coming on and talking with me today. Good luck with the simulation.